Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 16 through 18, called, He is Able to Help. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 2 tonight. He is able to help. We're going to read three verses together. If, you'd able, if you would stand to your feet, if you're able with us. Hebrews 2, 16 reads this way. For assuredly, he does not give help to angels, Hebrews 2.16, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people, Hebrews 2.18. For since he, and the he is Jesus here, Since he himself was tempted in that which he suffered, he is able to come to the aid or he is able to help those who are tempted. That's our title tonight. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you that we have such a clear text tonight about you are able to help. You are sympathetic, empathetic, merciful, and you've already helped us in the most grand way possible by entering into our pain by living the perfect life that we can never live, by dying on a cross, resurrecting from the dead, and your current ministry to the believing uh, community, to the kingdom of God, is to intercede for your people. And the implication is that you never stop. Uh, And we're so grateful for that. And we don't understand everything that happens, but we do know this. The Bible says that you're our great high priest. Whoever lives to intercede for your people, you love your people. Father, you, lo- you so loved us, you sent your son. It's the triune God that loves us. It's an overwhelming reality. It's a beautiful love. Thank you for that love, Lord. And whatever you want to teach us tonight, I pray that our ears would be open as you speak. For your glory in Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. He is able to help. Well, if you know the backdrop of the Hebrew uh, church, it was a little Jewish congregation Uh, Most believe that they uh, were in Rome and that the uh, sparks of persecution had begun to fly around. Not to the point of anybody dying yet in that congregation, but threats, uh, perhaps, you know, being kicked out of certain places. No longer will I do business with you since you're a Christian. Some of you have heard that even conservatives in uh, countries like Canada, there are certain financial institutions that won't do business with them anymore. So just in case you thought this was far-fetched, this is the world today. You stand for certain things, you can be blackballed from certain institutions. That's the way the world is moving. That's the way it was in this first century, this little Jewish congregation who had opened their heart to Christ, at least had made a profession of faith, and then found it very tough sledding. As far as we know from the date of the book, the temple in Jerusalem is still standing, The uh, customs of the synagogues that were all over the landscape were still there. Uh, There were a a good amount of Jews that had received Jesus or opened their hearts, and then there were many of them that did not. Jesus was a controversial subject. He was a controversial person. 
The nation, you could say, was split way back at the time of Jesus. Some saying he is Messiah. Some saying he can't be the Messiah. Some people having this understanding of prophecy. Some people having this understanding of prophecy. And people began to experience very real pressure. Uh, what do I do now when family members disown me, when I'm kicked out of the synagogue, when I'm no longer welcome here, when this person doesn't want to do business with me anymore? And so this little church was facing difficulty, and the writer of Hebrews in 2.1 says, for this reason, if we look back just for a second, we must, pay, mu- we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Look at the warnings here. Verse 3, how will we escape? Escape what? That is judgment. If we neglect so great a salvation after it was at the first spoken through the Lord, that's Jesus, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders. We would imagine perhaps some of these readers experienced some signs and wonders by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And so when the, this group of people were reeling and they were very human, just like all of us, they may have been asking questions like, can I continue to be a Christian? Have I truly counted the cost? Um, maybe they said something like this. I didn't sign up for this. Or, you know, when we went through the COVID stuff, uh, the, there were some times when, you know, Christians in certain areas were getting a lot of persecution in Canada. Uh, you may remember, it wasn't that long ago that they put fences around a church in Canada and kept people from worshiping, put a pastor in prison, fined churches in Northern California for what? Opening the doors of the church to hurting people. So this is not far removed from even our most current uh, or recent reality. So a, a Christian may be saying, well, how can I know for sure, you know, how does God help us in times like these? In verse 9, just to look back again, he says, but we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. You're not alone. Jesus Christ did the same thing, walked the same path. In fact, he was the pioneer. For both he who sanctifies 11 and those who are sanctified are all from one father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. He's not ashamed of you. Don't be ashamed of him saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given me were one, were a family. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, they're human, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death, He might render powerless or impotent him who had the power of death, that is the devil, 15, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Stop. Here's the issue. The first century church was in fear. Fear fear can be a very paralyzing reality, the fear of death. What 
was happening here is that some people might have been hearing, hey, they're threatening us. They're, you know, uh, there was a group of people who had made a commitment that they wouldn't eat or drink until Paul was dead. Uh, we know Stephen was martyred. We know there were, there were certainly some issues for the early church. And so fear uh, had come into the congregation, you could say. And fear can be kind of a strange thing. There, there, there can be people who, you know, uh, buck up under fear and uh, decide to stand strong and others who fall apart. And so uh, Jesus Christ comes, he shares our humanity, verse 14, to deliver those, look at verse 15, who through fear of death were subject to slavery or bondage all their lives. Uh, ESV has it this way, verse 15, lifelong slavery to the fear of dying. People who suffer lifelong slavery to the fear of dying. Now, if you were to walk around the city tomorrow and say, are you afraid to die? You afraid to die? (laughs) I think that the bulk of people who gave you an honest answer would say, yes, it terrifies me. Now think of someone who's outside of Christ. Think of someone who believes that after you die, the computer screen goes blank and it's all over. What a fearful thing. Here's an even more fearful thing. There was a a man that was being, uh, he was facing the firing squads and he had become a Christian, but there was a threat of it a little bit before that when he was not a believer. And he said the more terrifying thing was not so much the firing squad because there would be pain and then it would be over, but what might happen after this, this life had ended. Uh, Dr. Walter Martin, who has since gone home to be with the Lord, died in the 80s, great apologist, said he met Muhammad Ali in an airport. And he was a boxing fan, so he went over and talked to Ali, and he said, don't worry, you know, I'm not going to ask for your autograph or be pushy or anything, but he goes, I'm a, I'm a great f- fight fan, and, you know, and he started talking about fighting, and he noticed that next to Ali was a copy of the Koran. And he says, yeah, I've been reading this. He said, uh, what do you think of this book? And Dr. Martin said, well, I don't think much of it, frankly. <laughs> he goes, you know, I believe in the Bible, I believe in the gospel, and he witnessed to him a little bit. And he said that Ali asked him, do you believe that there's a hell? And Martin said, yes, I do believe there's a hell because Jesus talked about it. And if Jesus talked about it, then there is a hell. And he said, you know, in that exchange, he witnessed a little bit to Muhammad Ali. What Ali did with it, only God knows. But here's the point. You can read quote after quote from Woody Allen You can read quote after quote from humanists, scientists, philosophers. You can read stories about wealthy people who all their lives rejected God, come to the moment of their mortality, and and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. See, he's holy. Now, Jesus, here's what he's done for us. He has delivered us from fear. If you're taking notes, number one, Christ delivers us from fear namely the fear of death. This is Psalm 34, three through five. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34, four. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Christ came, verse 15, to deliver 
He is our great deliverer. That's number one. He delivers us from fear or he's our deliverer from the fear of death. People are subject to lifelong slavery to the fear of dying. But Christ can give you lifelong victory over the fear of dying. Do you believe that? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. I'm producer Rob of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lentz, reminding you that this is a listener-supported ministry, and we're really hoping you would consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the -the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry, which reaches a lot of people like you. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. Now, I'm really excited about this. In fact, we all are. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. Check this out. That's how I showed my anger. Mm. Not in words, but in, you can't have me. Mm -hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship. Even for me, in a church that didn't shy away from it, it wasn't talked about a ton, but I remember getting married and my wife and I being like, this is weird. Like, so it's good now, I guess. (laughs) There was infidelity. Just a lot of financial issues, you know, all those things that make the top list of of why a marriage is hard. The Lord's given us all things to enjoy, the scriptures say, and freedom is a big word as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what's happened in the church is that the church has not always sent a message that we're supposed to enjoy life and be free. Mm. We've put a lot of unnecessary weights on people. Mm. And I'm not saying that there aren't boundaries and there's things that God wants done a certain way, but there's also freedoms that we can enjoy pleasure in life. (laughs) All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate today. That's walkintruth.com, click donate. Walkintruth.com, click donate. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. If you're taking notes, number one, Christ delivers us from fear, namely the fear of death. This is Psalm 34, 3 through 5. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34, 4. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Christ came, verse 15, to deliver He is our great deliverer. That's number one. He delivers us from fear, or he's our deliverer from the fear of death. People are subject to lifelong slavery, to the fear of dying. But Christ can give you lifelong victory over the fear of dying. Do you believe that? You don't have to be afraid. To be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, times when we're 
frightened over pain or loss or things like that. I, I don't think any Christian who's being authentic would tell you, oh yeah, bring it on, baby. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about a martyr's complex. We're not talking about someone who, you know, is doing silly things. But we're talking about a peace in our hearts that the gospel has invaded us. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, Matthew 4, 16. To those who were sitting in the land in shadow of death upon them, the light has dawned. And so Christ comes to deliver us from fear. I don't know what makes you afraid. Uh, I don't know what you may be in bondage to tonight, but that is what the idea of deliverance is from the slavery of something. And here it's a slavery to fear. Jesus Christ came to deliver you from that. He doesn't want you, he's not given you a spirit of fear. But by contrast of power, love, and a sound mind. Now think about it this way. If he's not giving me a spirit of fear, then power, love, and a sound mind have something to do with me not being fearful. Power, love, and a sound mind keep me from being fearful. Think about it. Dunamis power, the Holy Spirit working in my life. True love, because love casts out fear, right? There's no fear in love. Perfect love cast out fear and a sound mind means I'm thinking soundly about life and death and reality. I get in trouble when unsound thoughts come into my mind. This is 2 Timothy 1.7 if you're taking notes. God's not given you a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind to combat fearful, irrational thoughts. How do you get a sound mind? Sound doctrine. That's how you get a sound mind. You know what sound means in the Bible? It's, it's the word that, from which we get the idea of hygienic or healthy. That's the Greek word for sound. Healthy thinking produces healthy responses to life. Amen? So he delivers us from fear. This is the work of Christ. And if you look at verse 15, and we're backtracking for a second, because the... The work of Christ in sharing our humanity is to render powerless him who had the power of death. End of verse 14, that is the devil. By the way, Jesus believed in a real devil. He faced the real devil. He said the real devil was a murderer from the beginning, John eight forty four. He's a liar and a murderer. He does not abide in the truth. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes only to, remember, steal, kill, and destroy. Peter put it this way in 1 Peter 5, 8. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking someone to destroy or devour. How would he devour somebody? Well, if you think about Peter's own experience, Peter cowered in the face of, you know, fear at the firelight. When the servant girl asked him, you know, aren't you one of them, so forth and so on. And the answers in, in this world to these issues of life and death aren't very exhilarating. You've been listening to He is Able to Help, part one on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 2, 16 through 18.
Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Hey, we'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from today's teaching or maybe from a previous teaching, or maybe you have a question about something else, or you need encouragement or prayer. Hey, maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you personally. You can always email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Hey, and thanks for reaching out. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, you know, as we think about the fact that he is able, and that's a statement of faith, right? If I say God is able to help, I'm making a profession of faith, but I'm not just saying it, right? I'm, I'm saying it based upon the promises and God's track record of faithfulness. But you may say, well, yeah, my temptation is to give up regularly. <laughs> and I think we all can relate to that. But I'm still afraid of a lot of things in this world. I'm nervous. I'm uptight. Things churn on the inside. And what do I do? Well, we have a sympathetic high priest who understands what it's like to be tempted. He understands what it's like to be betrayed. He understands what it's like to be forsaken or at least to feel forsaken by everyone except, you know, ultimately his father. But even from the cross, he asked, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those are uh, feelings that the Messiah understands and if you are afraid right now, I would say in one sense, join the club. I don't think there's anybody who walks th through this life who's honest without some fear. But I think your fears can be largely quelled when you rest in the sympathetic and superior high priest whose name is Jesus Christ. Can I ask you, maybe you've stumbled on this radio station right now, and I put stumbled in quotes. You're desperate. You don't know where to turn or what to do. You find yourself listening to Christian radio, maybe something you never thought you would do. You're intrigued. You're wondering, can this God save me? Is he real? Does he know my darkest hour, the dark night of my soul? He does. He went through his own dark night. He faced the Garden of Gethsemane. He faced the prospects of the cross, laid down his life willingly, all for love. My friend, if you don't know this love, you're listening for a reason, and the Lord wants to save you right now. But you must turn to him to be saved. You must turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. And he, with just, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain the, the full process, but with a word, with a touch, in a microsecond, he can grant you eternal life, salvation, forgiveness of all your sins, a new beginning, you can become a new creation in Christ, all by grace, through faith. The channel by which you receive this free gift is faith. It's paid for. He already did it all for you. He waits on you now to say, I believe, I will, I do. I grab hold of that free gift, that life preserver, if you will. And he's faithful to save. If you're brand new to the things of God, uh, but you cry out in your heart. And I would encourage you cry out now. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. You don't have to have a perfect prayer. Just cry out, Lord Jesus, save me. Forgive me. I believe in who you are. I believe you died on that terrible cross, rose from the dead, 
and you're able to help me right now. I need your help. Help me, Lord. Save me. You know, if you cry out from your heart, he won't cast you out. He'll save you by grace. It's a gift. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. And it'll give you a new beginning. Hey, if we can help you in any way with that new beginning, you can write us a note at walkintruth.com. There's a section there where you can send us a little note, walkintruth.com. Or you can call us if you want to talk to a pastor and maybe you have questions about what do I do now? You know, where do I go from here? Uh, how do I get going in this walk with the Lord? 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Pastors available Tuesday through Friday, Pacific time. 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael. I pray you'll keep walking with the Lord. Tune in tomorrow and we'll dive in more to He is Able to Help. God bless you. And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael. You'll have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com and click donate. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 2, 16 through 18, called He is Able to Help. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.